Hello and welcome to Style and Substance, a branding and business podcast for inspired and empowered entrepreneurs. I'm Elizabeth Cairns and together with my fabulous co-host Fiona Humberstone, we're here to help you sidestep the hustle, keep joy at the forefront of your work and champion a more meaningful and sustainable approach to business. We'll talk about everything from purpose to productivity, from colour psychology to creativity, where to start and how to keep going, how to stay inspired, empowered, and more importantly, sane in the process. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, please like, share, subscribe, and keep listening. Welcome, lovely listeners, to the penultimate episode of season four of the Style and Substance podcast. I'm really glad that you've joined us. And we have a slightly different format today. In today's episode, I have the great joy of interviewing two of the most wonderful, inspirational people in my life, Fiona Humberstone, my co-host, and Cecily Dornberg, who is the fabulous photographer that works so often with Fiona and has done some wonderful things for me. And I'm really excited to be talking to them in a slightly different format. We did this conversation on Demio for a free seminar to celebrate the launch of their latest collaboration, a wonderful website photography course. So there's a few technical things to say about this episode. Apologies for the sound quality that's a little bit intermittent. We didn't use our usual recording and Cecilina joined us from Sweden. So we have three different audio tracks coming in and not three separate audios for me to edit. So I hope you don't mind the slightly less than usual sound quality, but hopefully as usual, if not better, because we have the exceptional value of Cecilina quality of content for you. So if you can bear with us with that, we'd be really grateful. And hopefully there's a lot in this conversation. We talk about the value of emotive, evocative photography for your brand, which Cecilina and Fiona do so beautifully together. And for those of you that haven't come across Cecilina, she's an exquisite photographer who is a master weaver of light. And her images are the most beautiful, emotive and picturesque brands, some of the best brand photography I've come across. So it's a real joy to have these two collaborate. We talk a little bit about the nature of that collaboration and the power of photography for your brand. But also we dig into some of the details that they're offering in their latest course. I hope you enjoy the episode. And for this, our penultimate episode of the season, happy listening. Right, I am really excited to welcome everybody to this conversation with two of my absolutely favourite, most inspiring people. We're talking today about evocative brand photography. And frankly, no one does that better than these two ladies. So just to give you a heads up about how the flow is going to go, I'm going to grill them mercilessly on this topic, get as much fodder out for you guys as possible. We're going to talk a little bit later on about the collaboration, actually, and how that's worked for you too, because this is a really powerful partnership. It's been such a joy to work with both of you on this. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the course that you've collaborated on specifically in detail. And if Fiona, I can dive in with you in this topic of evocative brand photography and more broadly, actually, with branding and photography in general, where does photography for you sit within how a brand? Mm, It's so powerful, isn't it? If you think about someone's website, it's, you know, it's ultimately one of the, it's certainly the biggest thing on the page for most of us. So when you land on that website, 
98% of that page tends to be that header image. So that mm. impact that you create really can shape people's instant impression of your brand. And we put so much thought into the font that we use for our website and the color palette that we choose and and all of those other elements, the illustrations and the pattern and and all of those bits. But actually, certainly when you're communicating online, photography is, you know, it has the biggest real estate. It really creates an impact. It can create that emotional connection. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Cecilina, this is what you do mm. so beautifully. This ability to create really emotive photography. How do you do that as a photographer? How do you do that? I think it's about thinking about the viewer. So not putting yourself as the brand at the center of it, but actually thinking about the emotion, you know, the, the, the feelings, the senses. Then, I mean, we have one part of the course where Fiona's talking about one of her clients who sells perfumes. And that's really interesting because it's about scent, right? You land on the website and how do you embody scent into a website in photography? I mean, that's really interesting, I think. So going back to the viewer and, you know, what do you want them to feel when they land on the website and just capturing their attention and creating that connection, I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. And bringing all of the senses in through photography. And I know that one of your masterful ways of doing that is through the use of light can you talk to us a little bit about why you're so passionate about that in your photography oh, i mean light is everything is it it is how you create emotion i mean the the abundance of it or the lack of it or the direction of it or i mean you look at the photography that exists in the world and you can uh, there's such a scope of of emotions there uh, there's so many possibilities to to create amazing photography with the use of light. So uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a fanatic. Maybe it's my scandiness as well, having grown up with. <laughs> yeah, I mean the winters are so dark. There's no light. We get like three daylight hours, and then the summers are the sun never sets, and all of our holidays and our celebrations are centered around light, uh, celebrating light. So I think it's it's probably come from there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember a conversation that we had recently where I'd seen a newsletter of yours where you were selling Stockholm in summer. You yes. know, it's like, here are my photographs of Stockholm in summer. And and I was talking to my partner about it. And the way that when we were having, you and I were having the conversation, you were describing the lakes like glass mm. and the, the mist in the mornings and the imagery just through the words that you were using. And I could see your photographs in my mind, the evocative power of that has meant that we are, we're going next summer. Oh, you're yeah, amazing. amazing. Great. Be amazing. Yeah, I have to be here. Um, but that's nostalgia, I think. I, I, like, I yeah. draw from nostalgia, from, from, you know, my culture, but also my childhood. And then I try to put that into my photography. And I think that communicates, you know, the things I find beautiful and the things I see and mm -hmm. uh, the things I experience. And obviously, I want people to come here, come and experience my country. So, yeah. And it is that emotion that moves people, isn't it? So, Fee, why does that emotional connection matter so much to a brand? Well, because in a word, it helps us sell more stuff. Even those things that you think are really calculated decisions, we don't generally buy with logic. We tend to buy 
mm. with our hearts and not our heads. And actually, I, I delved into LinkedIn again this morning and um, a friend of mine who works in sustainability had put something up on there were three scare stories in the Daily Mail this morning that he was thinking were about to influence some vote that's happening in Parliament. And my gut instinct was like, mm. oh, my God, are the people that are making the I mean, I don't know why this is a question, but are the people that are making the big decisions about our country really that easily influenced? <laughs> but yes, I think I think they probably are. You know, we tend to vote with our emotions and, and when we're buying things, we are making decisions based on how things make us feel. And I mm. think for mm. most of us as entrepreneurs it's much more inspiring to run a business from a place of making people feel good about themselves making them feel happy so maybe it is connecting to that nostalgia that cecilina talks about mm. maybe it's it's making them feel glamorous or happy or you know whatever it is comfortable safe those are all emotions so you want to to draw those out really yeah. yeah, yeah, and you do that beautifully in this course. Did you have something to add to that? Yeah, Susie? I just think it's uh, just to run off that. I mean, even if you sell jewellery, for instance, you don't sell the pieces of jewellery. You, mm. you sell the the feeling of, of how you wear it or maybe the history or the story or, you know, how the person wants to come across to others and how they want to look. So there's just so much more than just putting your product somewhere, but actually creating that, mm. that um, yeah, that the emotion yeah and you really have the power and I, of doing that through storytelling with photography don't you in a way that some of the other mm. mediums don't mm. do so well and i know in in your other course compose and captivate that we'll probably talk about later you do a lot on the storytelling piece in that but what is it about photography specifically that you think does more than the other elements there's that awful cliche that a picture says a thousand words, but it really does. There's a, an article I've written in this course, isn't there? And mm. I'm talking about how, or, you know, if we look at Cecilina, for example, probably the first thing you notice in that photograph is the light that's coming in and the space around her. And then you might notice the colors in the photo. And then you might notice how she's cropped herself. And then you might notice the dress she's chosen to wear or those gorgeous books or the hedgehog or the artwork in the background and all of those things start to add up and that you know this isn't even something that we've particularly styled or or picked no. but mm -hmm. your photography it works at so many different layers and levels and and that's all going on in your mind in a split second mm -hmm. How long would it yeah. take you to convey that much information? And would people still stick around yeah. for it? Potentially not. Yeah. So you can really shape how people respond to your brand and, and the value they see in your work or your, your product or your brand. It's so powerful. It's so exciting. And it really is about this instant yeah. impact, isn't it? And speaking of impacts, your work together, which you've done quite a lot, has been published in British Vogue, Condé Nast Traveller, a book on boutique hotels. 
what's the secret for you guys of creating work of that caliber? Well, I think it helps to have a client with a good PR. (laughs) 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 They didn't come knocking on our door. So that's that's probably the first thing to say. Um, but, But I do think it's about the emotion and actually... You know, you were talking about this, Cecilina, we were talking about a project that we might do and and you were saying how you just, you know, it's not just about the architecture, it's not just about having the right colour on the walls, it's about the emotion and and actually we work really well together as a team to create that emotion. So even, you know, even say in the shots of Middleton Lodge where it looks like I haven't done very much, you know, the ones of the pool with the mist, there's still there's still stuff going on in that isn't there yeah i think it was one of the reasons we wanted to do this course as well because it's not enough to just hire a great photographer and you have a great article in the course about that as well it's not the responsibility of your website designer or your photographer to put together uh, this whole brief for the shoot and make sure that all the photography that you have for your website is encompassing all of these emotions and that. So, um, you know, I come across that a lot for my um, for my clients as well. You're close to your brand in a way that we are not. So it's important to do all that preparation and to work with a stylist. I mean, for me, yeah, Middleton Lodge, it just elevates my work to to work with great people. I mean, I love working with Fiona for many different reasons, but you know, your attention to detail and, and how you style it, it's uh, it just makes the photography look a lot better, and it's it's well thought through. I know I'm going to receive a fantastic brief that is really connecting to the stories of the brand, and I know the styling is on point. You know, Incompose and Captivate. We have you this vast, not that vast, and it's just so into minuscule details about what you said about how instantly things connect and communicate through your photograph so yeah just it, it just working with great people and inspiring people that it's inspires you yourself and makes you create the best work you can do mm. and we'll talk a little bit more about the collaboration between you guys a bit later but yeah, so I suppose what I'm taking away from that in terms of work of that caliber, there's an awful lot that goes into it. There's the thoughtfulness and the preparation in what's the message you want to get across. How does the brand connect with the audience and how do you create that translation of the message you want to bring? There's how that pulls through then in all of the detail of the styling and the choice of location, which I know you haven't mentioned, but that features quite heavily, I know, in the way you work, you know, what's the aspect of light coming in? What's the the scale or the impact that you're wanting to create? What level of detail or intimacy do you want to bring through? And then that all important preparing the brief. Is there anything else for you, Fee, that that makes the difference between an okay photo shoot and one that really is the nuts? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, some of our clients that we've worked on, some of those shoots that we've done, you know, they are in really beautiful locations. You have all these amazing raw materials. But I do think also it is that that it's that vision that goes in at the, the start to supercharge it. So, you know, we've seen other shoots in those same locations that don't have that same emotive 
power they don't have that same level of elevation and and i think you know that is also down to i don't mean also that is massively down to Cecilina and her camera you know that she just makes everything look beautiful thank you yeah <laughs> and people especially too yeah. there's no one else i'd do anything yeah. with ever for the rest of my life because I can guarantee that Cecilina will make me look good even if I'm in the It's brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, you mentioned there, Fee, which is a particular gift of yours, that ability to see the vision of what's needed for a brand and get an instant understanding, or maybe not instant, because I know there's a lot of sifting through and briefing and pulling out the details and letting your clients talk and talk and talk until mm. it comes to you. But that vision of understanding what a business is trying to achieve and what people need to see in order for that to happen. Maybe you can give us some examples or how does that translate for you through photography, the vision? Um, yeah, that's such a good question. I think it, it it's almost just something that comes, isn't it? As, as you're, you're talking. And I think for me, what's really key with vision is it has to be something that we haven't seen before mm. uh, and it has to be you know it has to be more than a collection of objects it has it has to have that emotion so it tends to sort of come from nowhere if that makes sense it feels like it comes from nowhere because you want to create that sense so if i think about examples of where that's happened i mean my favorite probably is that mother's day campaign for Smith and Robson. And we give you a little sneak preview of that in the free lesson, where it was it all came from this emotion around Mother's Day. So Smith and Munson sell tulips, lots of their photography on their website was close ups of the tulips, or, you know, tulips in big sheds. And our thing was bringing that emotion in so elevating it bringing that sense of abundance that sense of joy but when it came to the mother's day shoot i got some really cute models and um <laughs> and we just, you know we we sort of had a sense didn't we of what we wanted to capture cecilina knew what we were going to do with them so she knew what shape to make them i mean we go into it in lots of detail in the free lesson so you can see more detailed from that there but I think it really neatly illustrates you know that I didn't just go to Pinterest and find something and say to Cecilina please can you can you shoot that for me because that's yeah. I mean it's very unsatisfying as a creative person to do that it's uh, very limiting financially in terms of what you can charge your clients for your genius if <laughs> copying something someone else has done but it's yeah. way more fun this way and we, we it was really it was actually really relaxed that but to be honest the, most of the shoot was quite relaxed despite everything we had to do so I think I'm not sure if that mm -hmm. quite answers your question no it does but it also makes me think about and this is a slight tangent from where I was originally going to go but this concept of sort of a new vision and it being really exciting to work on how do you well both of you i'll start with fee but how do you keep your inspiration topped up and your fodder for 
sparking something new so that it's not just regenerating stuff that you've seen before on Pinterest? How does that process work? For me, well, actually, mm. as you're saying that, I'm thinking this is probably one of the few good things to come out of the demise of Instagram, isn't it? Is that I'm not being flooded with inspiration. So my inspiration gets topped up by what my clients are telling me. And then I'll go off mm. looking for ideas once I've got something at the back of my head. So I'm not being sort of overstimulated the whole time by what we could do. It's, it tends to be very focused. So, you know, if we were to get a brief tomorrow, please, for something, um, <laughs> something like, uh, I don't know, a whiskey brand or a, a skincare brand that needs to be shot on the, on the lake in Sweden, then, you know, oh. I'd want to know what that story was and how we wanted it to feel. And then I would go off and I would look for inspiration and it wouldn't be typing into Pinterest, you know, whiskey by the lake in Sweden. I would be building up a picture of what that might feel like. And lots of those photos wouldn't even be of Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And one of the things I think that struck me from having seen the Smith and Munson shoot is also I could see your own personality in there and your own lived experience. So I'm just thinking specifically for those of you who haven't seen the free lesson yet, there's this gorgeous image of um, the two girls with this tray of, you know, Mother's Day yeah. boiled eggs and the eggs yeah. have faces on. And I think yeah. that's a family thing that you yeah. do at home. Yeah. And, so, you know, is it fair to say that bringing some of that personal yeah. connection? That's the emotion, it isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. it's things like the boiled egg. It's things like the Liberty napkin that makes it. And, mm -hmm. and the tray that was the kind of tray that my granny used to have, that's part of that mm -hmm. emotion. And, and you'll see, it's not a free lesson, but you'll see from Wonderled that, you know, that that aesthetic doesn't come through for Wonderled because it's not appropriate. Um, so it's about adapting it, yeah. but it's also about, I think, being mindful that there are certain brands that are not my aesthetic that I don't have the lived experience for. You know, Formula One, I would not, I don't think they'd ask me. <laughs> But I wouldn't. <laughs> it's not my thing. I don't have any experience in it. Yeah. And that's really key, isn't it? Sticking to where your magic is, where your passion lies with, with all yeah. of this. And Ceci, just that question in a in a slightly different way mm. to you. I can imagine that, you know, I I could look at your photographs forever and not be bored because there's always something there's new perspective, there's new use of light, there's new subject or what have you, but ostensibly it's turning up and it's using the same camera mm. and it's, you know, creating a frame. Mm. You're doing the same thing over mm. and over. How do you keep it fresh and new and inspiring for you? Oh, I mean, it, for me, it's partly about nature. I'm massively inspired by nature and just seeing things and light, obviously. But then it is, I think it's, a lot of the same things as Fiona, it's about listening to the client and then just, you know, sparking off of that, thinking what would enchant their clients. And I mean, people are really interesting. So people really inspire me and um, yeah, just seeing new things and just creating new things. I mean, that's the, the wandering mind of the creative, isn't it? So you shoot something and then you want to do the next thing and it needs to be bigger or different. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I've shot 
several workshops for Fiona in her house, for instance. Every time I come there, I think, how can I do this differently? Is there a new angle? Is there a new way of, of portraying the emotion and the feeling of what it's like to be here and how the food tastes and all those things that you can't, you know, again, you can't smell the flowers in the photo, but how can I visualize that um, for uh, someone who wasn't there? Um, so that's really intriguing mm. to me. I, I love that. That inspires me. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from both of you is that the one of the key threads of this is the connection between, it's not just you going off and randomly creating and just doing a whole smorgasbord of, oh, this is feeding my inspiration and I'm just going to go off the wall here. It's about that pull through of the connection between the impact the client wants to make, how they're going to create that emotion, that feeling in the audience, and then the best creative way to portray that. But I think knowing what to photograph, just full stop, can be really challenging. And I know in my work, I come across a lot of relatively generic websites and particularly in some of the corporate clients I work with, a lot mm. of cliches, you know, corporate striving team, team climbing up a mountain, you know, I've seen it all. How do we avoid that, Cecilina? How do we avoid photographical cliches? I think, again, it's not about looking at what other people are doing, but really thinking about what are you doing and, you know, what, as Fiona said, the magic of your own brand. And then, you know, just thinking about what will enchant my person, my, the person I'm trying to reach. And, you know, store, there are universal stories in a way of capturing, like how, um, you know, the first cup of coffee in the morning, that's not just coffee, is it? It's just like, Oh, it's it's how it smells, how it feels when you sit down, and it's, it's the smoke coming off of it. It's it's a story, isn't it? So so back to the story of what will enchant them. That will avoid these cliches of you know, this is what a coach looks like. This is what what a perfume brand looks like. So that you create something that's unique and that is you. Hmm. And there are so many ways to portray that, aren't there? Fee, for you, are there, and this might be a slightly sort of left field question, but are there any cliches that you really never oh, no. So much of this is about the thinking and the vision and the clarity that you have going into this. You know, one of the biggest cliches that was around when we launched Compose and Captivate was woman in a cafe, arms on her, arms on the bench sipping a cup of coffee, photographers outside shooting in through the window. You know, it's that sort of wistful pose. You don't really see it so much anymore, I don't think. But 2020, 2019, it was a big thing. Funnily mm -hmm. enough, I, mean, I have a photo of me like that. Yes, Cecilina has just talked about a cup of coffee, but the way she's talked about it means that I'm seeing it in a different way. And she's talking about the emotions or what it feels like. And I think um, I'm probably going way off track and you have to remind me of the question that you asked me, but I just wanted to make it really clear. People often say to us, oh, it's very easy to do creative stuff for a flower grower, you know, that you're not short of beautiful material. But actually, it's the approach and that approach. I mean, I'm doing a, a website for a client at the moment, a rebrand for a, a lady that does financial training. And her current website is full of all those hideous stock photos. And 
for now, we're actually using um, some of her photos from another brand that she has. And again, it's thinking about, well, what does it feel like to be in Sarah's training room? You know, what does it feel like to be a client of hers? It's, it's not about showing people in corporate suits. We need to dress them very differently to Wonderled. But actually, yeah. it's about the feeling. And I, I think what's really key is that there is no shortcut to this stuff. So the difference between a brand and a, and a set of photography that feels emotive, that creates that connection, that bring, bring, brings value and creates that impulse to buy, and some that you can switch off to is the vision, the magic, the, the creativity and the skill of the photographer. Yeah, and for those of you who haven't seen any of the Wonderled shoot, it's a very soulful, earthy, warm, still a very expert brand, but comes across very differently from what the impact and actually, of the financial service So different to, to my usual style, deliberately unesthetic. You know, you've, lots of you have heard me talk about my hatred for UPVC windows. We literally yeah. were having, you know, I was showing them because it was the right thing for that brand. I mean, I think one of the big cliches also is if you're selling yourself, say as a coach or a consultant, maybe even as an artist, I don't know, you know, you kind of think, well, what am I going to shoot? And the temptation is you just shoot yourself. And that's something, you know, filling your homepage. I mean, we, we saw a homepage the other day that, that had seven spaces for photography and all seven of those spaces were photographs, not just of the coach, but kind of, of their face and it, it you know yeah. nobody wants to see it feels very one-dimensional there are other ways of broadening out what yeah. you what you show what you shoot and yeah so mm. that's a big one yeah. for me is a cliche of of having seven headshots on your home page and that brings me neatly on to these common mistakes that we can very easily fall into if we're not giving it the thought and the planning you know along with the filling your website with headshots if you're a service-based industry. Cecilina, for you, what are some of the most common mistakes you see us making with our website photography? Yeah, I mean, again, it's about thinking it is about you and not the viewer or the, the prospective client. And that, that goes back to the headshots, but I see a lot of websites that doesn't have enough, enough depth. I think there's not enough, I mean, the website's there to to pull you in so when it is like close-ups next to each other or i mean if everything is super close cropped in that is a little bit intimate isn't it sometimes if it's really pulled out it feels a bit lacking in substance so to to have a bit of a, a varied mixed bag on the website that l allows your eye dart around i think that's uh that's a really important mm. thing and that's just a specific of just too much of the same crop altogether. So too much wide angle or too much close angle or too much detail and not enough or too much scale altogether. So a variety. Yeah, but also, um, you know, sometimes it can be just quite boring photography. Too, um, too literal, maybe too, uh, too on the point. You know, you can mm. create interest. You know, you can allude to stuff, you can tell if you shoot through things, that means, or, you know, someone's, um, even if, you know, like, a, like a coach, if someone's talking, you don't have to show them talking, you can sh 
cute like the arm of of them you know someone listening or you know just elude it can be all blurry but you can tell the story without being too literal so i think that's that comes yeah. into the storytelling of of yeah being a little bit mysterious maybe and you know you want people to mm -hmm. click on things so you know if it's a portfolio project you don't want them to have seen everything from the first image just be a bit um yeah be a bit fun Bit, bit mysterious. And on that note, I remember some lovely photos you did when I did one of the Empowered Entrepreneur mm -hmm. Gatherings for the book launch. Mm -hmm. And there's a beautiful photograph of you shooting through to the room from quite a distance back with some greenery in front of it. And, and it sort of gave that feeling of you were giving the people watching, seeing the photograph, a kind of inside view into something mm -hmm. that was quite exclusive and you know that they maybe didn't have an invitation yeah. to and it's that kind of thinking isn't it that that creates that depth and you do that so beautiful and there's lots of examples of that throughout you know the whole process of the course as well which i found really inspiring and you have to decide what you know one thing mm. will be a perfect for for one brand another would be not be for the others so yeah you have to decide what's for you mm. and how do you do that fee in a nutshell how do we know what's right for the brand? Well, you have to have clarity. So, you know, I know I say it every time I say anything about branding, but if you, you have to know what the essence of your brand is and you have to know how you want it to feel and you have to carry that through. I mean, I was mood boarding with some guys at a workshop on Thursday and, and they got halfway through and I, I was sort of going around the room and I was feeding back on the mood boards and there was one that just felt like it was going off in a, in a completely other direction and and visually it looked very nice and i i said oh you know what what are your words you know what are you trying to what what feeling are you trying to create and they weren't the only person there was several people around the room that that hadn't got that down and if you haven't got that mm. feeling down it's going to be over here you're going to create something else and it it might be beautiful but if it doesn't connect and it doesn't resonate it's not going to pull your brand along so you have to have that clarity first mm. and that creates that cohesive vision you were talking about yes yeah. like and then right. you have to understand how things communicate you know so Cecilina was yeah. talking earlier about me saying this vase is right this vase isn't there's no sort of universal right or wrong it's how mm -hmm. something connects to what you're trying to communicate and, and how you put things together and all those myriad of things yeah and that's a lot of where your color psychology yeah. things that in your style yeah and all the stuff we talk about like, in brand yeah. vision really thinking about how you want your brand you know if you want your brand to feel i was i saw something this morning creating joyful textiles you know what does that actually look and feel like and how can yeah. you communicate that probably not going to be muted calming tones because that's calming <laughs> so is it you yeah. know do you need yeah. to change the word to serene or do you need to change the visual so it's like it's trying to come at things like an art director because as entrepreneurs we really can get ahead with this kind of thing we can create something exceptionally mm -hmm. exceptionally good and you know if it was easy everybody would be doing it yeah you know i know it trots off the tongue for you about what joyful looks like or what have you but there's so many yeah. subtleties and semantics yeah. that stuff right and the detail yeah. really matters yeah. doesn't it the detail of 
the crop of a photograph, the light, the colour palette, the whatever's in yeah. the background, all of that stuff really adds mm. to that instant impact. One of the things that I think excited me in talking to you guys about this course was about the potential to create an experience mm. on a website. Selena, you've already talked a little bit about depth, but maybe you could say a little bit more about how we create an experience. Uh, there's so much, there's so much to do. I mean, I love video. That is, uh, that's going to be, it's already a big thing. And that's, uh, it's just like moving images coming more and more. I want to do more with video. That's a really, um, great tool to have. Um, yeah, just interest and, um, making sure that the, the text works with the photography, you know, you want it to, to connect and communicate and, you know, take the, take the person on a bit of a journey throughout the website. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I so also think it's worth just highlighting that it's not really Cecilina's job to create a, an experience mm. of the website. So mm -hmm. as a creative director, it's my yeah. job to make sure that I've briefed her and I've worked out. Mm. For me, the experience piece comes through planning what shots do we need? How yeah. can we create images that support the content? How can we create depth? And Cecilina's job is to make everything look beautiful and, and capture the spirit of what we're trying to capture. But I think it's a bit of a, a misconception. You know, I remember the very first website we did, we did it for 200 pounds. <laughs> can you believe it? We built it. I think I copywrote it as well. We designed it. Um, and I I remember reading this absolutely damning blog post. I mean, so mean from the woman saying, I can't believe they didn't SEO it as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a little bit the same. It's a bit unfair to expect your photographer to be the one to decide. Mm -hmm what your header image is going to be, yeah. what your, you know, what's going to go in each block. Similarly, mm. your website designer doesn't often do that. You know, they are there to pick from the photographs that you give them and they might make some suggestions, but who's that person mm. that is sort of working through the wireframe going, we're going to start with this and it's going to be this here and it's going to be that there. It's, you know, mm. it tends to get overlooked and I think that's where big, opportunities are missed so yeah absolutely and and what i'm hearing is it's that journey through and that journey being interesting by the variety yeah. of what they see and maybe the variety of still and moving images yeah. i know you started to use more gifs cecilina and yeah. yours as well is it gifs yeah. or gifs? i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a bit of character you know and that piece but it as you're saying fee it really is this thinking about what's the message what's the meaning i have to convey at each part of that wireframe and how do i bring that to life in a kind of 360 way and this is where that emotive evocative mm. photography yeah and this in, is i it? think what's exciting for small business owners because to get that level of insight and expertise is not cheap so actually yeah. if you can do that yourself you can really mm. make a difference to how how your website comes yeah. across and as we all know our websites are what create that shop front for us. You know, even you who gets all of your work through recommendation, it's still your credibility piece. It's still something Absolutely. that if people say, 
go to Elizabeth. She's a bit woo-woo, but she's amazing. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, and, and it has to stand up and the photography is the, is the piece that makes the difference. So, feed to you first, and I'll probably come to you with this, Asina. Mm -hmm. What are the pitfalls of planning a website photography shoot? Properly? Of not planning it properly. Well, of not planning it properly. Only having seven photos of yourself from three different shoots, I think, is the first thing. You know, not yeah. having that interest, that depth, but but more than that, lacking that credibility. But you miss opportunities if your website photography isn't telling those stories don't you and it's it's the same with if you sell products and it's not just about is it shot right it's that emotion it's creating that sense of pull anything like anything to add on that Cecilina before I I mean I just think your ideal client could be stopping by your website and they just leave you know that's that's a massive thing and that's that's terrible like if if my ideal client were coming I want them to be like yeah this is it this is what I want so that is you know yeah. you, you lose out on business and if you haven't planned the shoot properly um you know it can delay your website potentially if you don't have have enough or the right kind of photography or if it's not mm. speaking the right language or so it's about not missing out and mm. maximizing the potential when you get them there and leading them through mm. and as Fiona was saying earlier you haven't a moment to make that impression mm -hmm. so it's got to be right yeah so we've got you together to celebrate the launch of art directing impactful website photography and you guys this makes my heart sing you collaborate really well yeah don't you and this isn't your first radio together and yeah. you collaborate in all sorts of different ways what is it for you that you put that down to how does this go so well well I think she makes me look really good at what I do <laughs> I think that always helps um you're really nice to work with you know she's lovely in the room she's always on it she's she yeah I mean I have really high standards and i don't enjoy managing teams i know it's not the thing i'm best at because i just want to get my head down and do the best possible job i can do and, and i can't be taking people along that aren't pulling their weight and cecilina is one of those people who like she is on that same level and you know she's i don't know that she's as impatient as me but she just is so incredibly good at what she does and and i just i just trust her implicitly to get amazing photos I, you know she's great with clients she's great at delivering so i think all that really helps when it comes to client projects i think with the online course i don't know we just work really well together i think we have very complementary skills we have quite similar aesthetics we want the same thing we've got the same quality level i think you know sometimes mm. there'll be a mismatch between someone's like can we just get it done and then someone else is you know or there'll be someone that's so detail oriented that you know it's still not launched and it's christmas 2025 mm. um i think we're just really well matched 
Mm. I, I think yeah, so too. I can definitely see them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, oh, I had to, I had to stop listening. That was, <laughs> that was so much. <laughs> no, but I think we we have the same um, like strive for excellence. I think when it comes to the work that we do and the work we do for our clients. I mean, if you find people that are really inspiring and inspires you, I mean, every time I have a conversation with Fiona, I I leave and I'm like, oh. There's this and there's that and it's interesting and that's really valuable to have in a team as well. So um, yeah. yeah, and also whenever I do a shoot at Fiona's, the food is amazing. I turn up. <laughs> Honestly, I turn up and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I haven't had time to cook anything." And and there's like this massive spread of <laughs> dishes and like homemade artisan bread and a cake. And I'm like, okay. No, but that, that's uh, yeah. that's your, um, it's like a, you have this, you're the fastest thinking person that I know when it comes to ideas and just ordering things and, and also the attention to detail and, and the care, like that goes through like Fiona's personality and also the way that she does business and that's really inspiring and just really lovely to be around, you know, the workshops. Yeah that you do Fiona it attracts so many great people oh. uh, and I think that's a quality in you rather than just about them so yeah absolutely mutually high standards and good food <laughs> I mean yeah. what else do you need Can we, is it okay if we talk about the course? Because I'm really, having reviewed it and worked behind the scenes with you on it, I'm mm. so excited about this because I know it's hugely mm. valuable. Can you tell us about the course fee maybe mm. and what you hope people are going to come away? I want you to really know how to take the structure of your website. So it might be an existing website. It might be something that you're developing right now and transform it with your photography. That's ultimately what it's there for, isn't it? And it, it started out as this kind of, I had a, a designer that I was mentoring whose client went off and did a photo shoot. And the designer was almost in tears because the photographs had come back and they really were just snaps. You know, no thought had gone into it. No, And then at the same time, you were doing some short shoots and people were having you know they were using it for their websites and and again you were like oh, i wish i wish people knew how to approach this stuff and what to think about so that they could get the most out of my time because in in your case you were like i'm only there for three or four hours i can get quite a lot yeah. done but not if we yeah. don't know what we need to get in the first place yeah. so yeah. in a nutshell it's that, but actually it's turned into so much more than that. It's turned into how to really create that emotion. And it's packed with case studies that even mm -hmm. if you're not a British flower grower, even if you're not an Australian skincare brand, there's so much in there that I think you can apply to even financial training, the way we approach that. Yeah, certainly from my point of view, it will fit any sector of any of the clients I work with and really, really valuable. Oh, have you got anything to add on that? Before oh, we move just on to, to say it's packed with video, which we thought would be great for mm. people who are busy and, uh, you know, want to, it's an A to B course, you know, we want to get you to a beautiful finished website. So it's, um, yeah, like 
easily digestible content and just really inspiring, I think. And on that note about video feed, just from a sort of technical point of view, this course is quite video rich, yes. isn't it? And there was a reason for mm. that. Mm. Do we think this is going to set a new precedent for future brand <laughs> What do you think, Cecilina? <laughs> I know how long it took Cecil to edit. I think no is the short answer. This course, <laughs> it lent itself really well to video. But there are other courses like Brand Vision where I want you to really focus on the piece of typography that's on the page and listen to what I'm saying about that specific thing. And then manually, you know, you have to concentrate with that if you're going to get the best out of it. So actually, I would say that that is you know the the presentation narration heavy style of most of my courses mm -hmm. is absolutely right for those so when we're planning a course we tend to think about well what's the best way going to be of teaching this stuff and and this stuff yeah. can work really well over video so that's what we've done but it's been no mean feat for you to edit 27 videos yeah just one more piece that for me i think is quite crucial to the sort of understanding of the well the value the course brings more than anything and also what what's within there and what isn't how did you decide which elements of your expertise to focus on and what the remit of this particular course would is be? that for me yeah um, i think well, so. we'd already yeah. written compose and captivate so that was a that was sort of driven by I've got a brand photography shoot, what are we gonna cover? And that was bringing in brands, you know, so creating brand stories, storytelling, Cecilina's cinematic storytelling approach. That was very much focused around developing this library of images that you can call on for all sorts of things, you know, presentations, media kits, websites, social media, newsletters, all of that stuff. This is very specific to getting the right images for your website. And I didn't want to repeat things that we'd covered elsewhere. So we chose not to do styling because it's a huge, chunky subject. And actually, you know, when you do styling, which we do in Compose and Captivate, well, then you need to be thinking about the vision for your brand, which is in brand vision. So we wanted to create something that was fairly light to work through because as you are in the process of updating your website you have a ton of other stuff going on uh, mm. so yeah. so yeah no no styling on this one and also just picking up on a question i can see from uh, louise here do you talk about equipment camera for beginners and editing tools no there's none of that no. Is there, no. no it's not a photography course so there's no camera equipment lenses and, and things like that uh, but Cecilina is very modest she does have a photography course so you can get all of that stuff elsewhere this is very much yeah. on how to create that connection mm. how to plan well mm. how to prepare your photographer mm. I'm guessing that it is worth people taking compose and captivate and mm. Oh, totally. You'll get different um, yeah. things. Yeah. But I would say if you're in the thick of, you know, I've got a website, I've got a photographer booked in two weeks, just start with the website photography course and then come back mm. to Compose and Captivate later. Mm. If And develop the stories. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. right now, if you need 
to get your website full of images and you don't really have anything or you don't have anything that you love to draw on, you need this process first. Everything you learn from Compose and Captivate will come in and make everything so much more rich and inspired and beautiful. I mean, it's the same with all my courses, isn't it? You, you know, one doesn't trump the other. They're designed, and we, you and I, Elizabeth, design them really carefully to complement each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And on that, is this only for people creating new websites? No. I mean, look at the Smith yes. Munson thing, you know, the amount that those photographs will transform their website without doing anything else to the brand is staggering. I'm so excited yeah. for that. And yeah. and it is one of those things where, yeah, we probably designed it as a, you know, you've, you're launching a new website and, and here's how you're gonna fill it kind of course. But actually as we got into it and we mapped it out even more, this applies to anyone. So I, I think I said somewhere else, if you are absolutely certain that the images on your website create the right impact. They allow you to own your space, you know, to really create that impression that you want, that they draw people in. You don't need the course. And, and we have seen websites like that. So I'm genuinely not saying that to be facetious or to hard sell. Like some people absolutely have got this stuff nailed. And most of the, the websites we see have that and and no. often there's nothing wrong with the branding no well my own included you know speaking for myself there was so much inspiration fodder and a galvanizing kick up the bums go oh my goodness i mean i love my website and it's very and i haven't really done much with it for a long time because it does the job but the realization of the potential that's being missed in the the possibilities for actually telling the stories at depth and having variety and not having so many photographs of me, mm. all of that kind of stuff. But, but knowing how to do that and being inspired by the richness of case studies in there, it's like, no, this is something I need to do now as well. And I have, you know, a successful established business. So for me, it's definitely across yeah. the board. Do you always recommend using a professional photographer? I'm at the pre-startup stage and there are so many things I could spend my money on. Does the course give advice on how to DIY your website photography? Not, not wanting to sound like I'm happy to budget. Shall I answer that one? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, when you're, when you're launching a course, lots of people go straight at a course. When you're launching a brand, lots of people go straight in at the website stage. And they tend to go to a website developer who will do all the things. And, and obviously, L, because I don't know what your name is, but it depends very much on what it is that you're selling. Um, but, you know, I, I would often say to my clients, spend your money on the brand design, get that right from the start and spend your money on the photography. And that doesn't mean like all singing, all dancing brand stories and art direction from me, but I mean, like, spend the money on a decent photographer and um, that will make the biggest impact, I would say. You know, if you've got amazing photography and you've got a great brand identity, there's a lot you can do with a Squarespace or a Wix or a, a Show It website that will create that impression to get you started. Um, so mm. we, we're not, 
we're not specifically saying this is how to shoot. Like Cecilina has another course, no. um, but a decent photographer is going to cost you four or five times what doing Cecilina's course and this course will cost you. So actually, you could you could do. It depends how good you are. What you don't want is it for it to look homemade. But I think so much of it is about knowing what to shoot. And and from Cecilina's point of view, the right light, I think, as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I, I think if I were to give advice, I'd say hire a really great photographer for the website and then social media. It's mm. easier to, to top up with images that are potentially more seasonal or, or some video clips and that. But for the website, professional. Yeah. And you do talk in the course as well about how to use your existing image library yeah. and how to supplement if you need to. So it's so there's you know, there's ways to work realistically with what you have and what the ideal mm. should be. Thank you so much, ladies. Inspiration as ever. And thank you everyone for joining us. See you soon. soon. Thank you so thank much you. for coming, everyone that's here. Thank you. Yeah, Bye. thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed hosting it. And if you want more information about the wonderful course that Cecilina and Fiona have put together, you can visit Fiona's website, thebrand-stylist.com. And the course is Art Directing Impactful Website Photography. Enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in to Style and Substance. We really hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find more information on everything we've talked about by heading to the show notes or by visiting our websites at thebrand-stylist.com or elizabethcairns.com. If you like what you've heard, we'd love a review. We're a brand new show and your support makes all the difference. You can like and subscribe as well as giving us what we hope is a well-deserved five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show too, so please do leave your comments, questions or suggestions for future episodes on our blogs. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.